Welcome to Strengthen, a podcast dedicated to inspiring you to become your strongest self. I am your host, Gabby Barreto, a registered dietitian and personal trainer with the mission of empowering you to become the best version of yourself yet. So let's get stronger together. Hello, guys, and welcome back to Strengthen. Welcome to episode eight. I'm super excited that we're here, and today we are putting the strength in Strengthen. Specifically, I'm talking about functional strength, and you're going to learn a lot more about that in this episode with one of my good friends and colleagues, Tatiana, who is a corrective exercise specialist otherwise known as a functional fitness specialist. So she helps people train out of pain, very similar to the work I do. So I really had a good time with this conversation and hope you guys can learn something from it as well. I think we often get into fitness for for different reasons. Many of us come because we're looking for weight loss. That's a big reason why people come to fitness. Other people just wanna look for health and some people wanna work on getting strong and that's something that I really help people work with. But Along the way, I think it's important as a professional to educate people on what's really important in terms of building strength for their body and educate you guys on how to build strength and what forms of fitness are really, really important and what the research says. And now another big part of my role as a dietitian is also to educate people on the nutrition aspects of it because we can train all day. But if we're not putting in the kind of effort or even mindset to our nutrition as well, we're going to miss out on so many opportunities to make gains in our strength, in our endurance as well. So what I'm going to talk about today is of no surprise to anybody who follows me, but I'm going to talk about protein. And specifically, I'm going to talk about protein at breakfast and why it's so important. Now, remember when we wake up in the morning, we wake up from a basically a long fast. And if you listen to my other podcasts or read anything um, on my page, I talk a lot about two things, muscle protein breakdown and muscle protein synthesis or muscle protein building, right? And if you are interested in learning more specifically about this for you, my 30-day strong program is a super, super, super simple way to learn how to optimize your training through nutrition. And getting back to muscle protein breakdown and synthesis. So when we're in that fasting state or we're, you know, more scientifically, the term is catabolic or in that breakdown, when we wake up, we're in that catabolic state. We're in that breakdown state. And what is going to stimulate muscle protein synthesis or muscle building is getting protein in the morning. And what research shows is that not only getting protein in the morning, first, that's really, really important and the amount is important. We're looking at like 30 grams of protein. That can be something like two eggs, a half cup of egg whites, some toast. If you add some turkey bacon, if you eat meat in the morning, if you don't eat meat in the morning, you can add some cheese to that as well to get in your protein. And so while I say 
protein at breakfast is the most important. It's also super, super important that we pace our protein throughout the day. Studies have shown that a protein-rich breakfast, in addition to protein evenly spread throughout the day at meals and snacks, induces greater muscle adaptation, so greater muscle building versus a low protein breakfast and higher protein at dinner. So we wanna be eating more protein throughout the day. So if you're used to eating something heavy in carbohydrates at breakfast and low in protein, what I tell a lot of people is to start switching it. So try to have the more protein dense foods in the morning. And I think we have to get out of that traditional breakfast foods, right? So the traditional traditional breakfast foods of like having a waffle or having a bagel or having a toast with avocados, like. Those are not bad foods, or even having oatmeal or cereal. Those are not bad foods, but they do not contain the amount of protein that we need when we wake up from that fast, which is sleeping overnight. Don't confuse it with intermittent fasting, because that's not what we're talking about here. But breaking that fast from sleep, that we want to make sure we're getting more protein-rich foods. So if you're a meat eater, I always say go and eat meat in the morning, save your dairy for later in the day, save your carbohydrates for later in the day. Or you can have a dairy-rich breakfast with you know, a cup of Greek yogurt and some granola and some berries and add a little bit of chopped nuts on it. There's so many different ways to get protein in the morning and I encourage you guys to find the ways that you really, really enjoy. This is gonna keep your muscles recovering throughout the day. Another big benefit to eating more protein in the morning is that's going to help satisfy you longer throughout the day. So I know when I just have like a chintzy little breakfast because I don't have a lot of time of like just a little bit of like peanut butter and a banana like and maybe like some toast with with nut butter on it. I know I'm usually much hungrier later than if I have eggs and I have toast with avocados and I have some egg whites with it to get extra protein in there. I know that that really holds me over much more because we know that protein is what we call satiating. So it's filling, it's satisfying, and it helps keep us fuller longer because nobody wants to interrupt their day when you're super busy in the middle of the morning to have to stop and eat again. It's okay if you need to. I have no problem with that. I eat like six times a day. But we really want to be, you know, thinking about getting more protein in for all those reasons. Making sure that we are, you know, optimizing our training and optimizing our muscle protein synthesis. So if you are a high-carb breakfast person, which I love like pancakes on the weekends. Like I love having a pancake, but like I'm going to pair it with eggs. So if you are going to have those kinds of foods, eat them. But make sure you pair them with protein-rich foods like eggs or yogurt or cottage cheese. Or if you are a meat eater, having some you know turkey bacon, regular bacon, breakfast sausages, things like that. They even make vegan breakfast sausages. They make vegan bacon. And I've had all of them. And I think they're absolutely delicious ways of getting in protein in the morning. So I'm an e- equal opportunity foodist in that respect. So I challenge you to try adding some protein to your breakfast this week. It may take a little extra time in terms of planning, but if you do and you take my challenge and you eat more protein this week, let me know how you feel. Does it change the way you recover? Do you feel recovered faster? Are you less sore? Do you feel like you can go until lunchtime without having to have another snack? 
Think about those things. 30 grams of protein is super simple to get in. You can go on something like MyFitnessPal. Um, the program I use is called Chronometer and just plug in a bunch of foods and just see what comes out to 30 grams of protein and then try having that for breakfast. If you need more help or really, really, really want to learn how to optimize your training, again, you can join my 30 Day Strong program. It's one of my favorite programs that I've actually ever put out. It's got a ton of information, a ton of knowledge. I just took a group through it. I have someone going through it right now. You get one-to-one individual coaching with me, and then you get four weeks of videos and education to just make you the most knowledgeable, fit person you can be in terms of your nutrition. And with all of that said, guys, let's get into our episode with Tatiana. It was such a great conversation, and I love connecting with new people all the time. Even though she's not new to me, this was just a new experience to get to know someone a little bit better in this industry. Enjoy. All right. Hello, guys, and welcome to Strengthen. Today, I have a guest of mine. Her name is Tatiana. She is an awesome trainer, and I'm so excited to speak with her today because I really vibe and really connect with her on our on our philosophies of training. And so welcome, Tatiana. Thank you so much for coming. It means so much that you give your time because um, I know as trainers, we often don't have a lot of time off. And so anytime we have off, we like to relax, but you're here to talk with me. So I really appreciate that. So let's get this started. And if you could tell us a little bit about yourself. Awesome. Thank you, Gabby, for having me. I'm really excited. And I love that you said we vibe about our philosophy and it's so true. And another thing, yeah, like during trainer hours, like whenever we have any times off, I don't know if it's, if it's you, but I will do like a 20 minute nap and be like, yes. fully, yeah. So you're, you're like all about I'm the 20 napper. minute naps, right? I'm a napper, yeah. big napper. <laughs> yeah. Big napper. I'm like still deciding today. I'm like, should I fit in a nap? But I don't know if we be able to find it uh, time for it. But okay, so <laughs> hi guys, I'm Tatiana and I am a New York City trainer. I've been everywhere with training and I have a background in corrective exercise and that's kind of like my specialty. I also have um, my certification with ACSM, so certified mm-hmm. personal trainer there. And honestly, it was like one of the hardest um, certifications out of everything I, know, I have. It really is hard. I want yeah. to do it. It's hard though. Oh my gosh. It's really hard. And I took every other certification I've taken. I was like, ACSM is still the hardest one. Mm. Um, I have the certified functional strength coach certification as well as you, Gabby. And uh, yeah. we actually met each other there. Yeah. It was in, was it Philly? It was in Philly. We, two people from New York met in Philly. Yes. So, go crazy. <laughs> and then I'm also pronatal certified and then I'm also something else and I can't really remember. Um, but yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm going to be working on level two, uh, next weekend. I hope right. you do it with me. I know that certified functional strength coach. We had, I had Diana on too, and she, you know, that's where I met you and Diana. And, um, we talked about how much we love that certification so much. And yeah. the one thing I always, you know, when, once I met you, I ended up seeing you in so many different other places, like so many ACSM events. And that's what I love. I was yeah. like, oh, this girl, she's like into her education and into her continuing education, which I love training. I'm a big, like one of my big values and is learning and mm-hmm. education. And so that's obviously something you value too. Yeah. Completely. Sure. And I, f- I feel like any moment that I can, it doesn't even matter about the credits. I actually just want to go and learn more. And mm-hmm. every time we have something like either it's a certification, a workshop or a uh, continuing education, whatever that may be, I always want to come out at least 
coming out with something new, either it's one or two things. And that's always my goal is like, wow, that really stuck with me. I think the last time I saw you was ACSM. I think that was like a football guy. I can't even remember. It was in a gym. Do you remember that one? I think, no, I think we met, it was at um, NYU and it was like Parisi, it was like Parisi speed training or something like that. I oh my gosh, I saw you there. I saw, I saw, yes, I saw you. That was the last one, but I do remember seeing you at yes. another one. And AC, yeah. that was at like the, I think it was the New York Racket Club. Don't ask me why. I, yes. I have a very weird memory of why I remember small <laughs> details, but it was like the New York Racket Club and it was like a kind of like sports nutrition and like sports yes. performance one, which was good. Yeah, it was really good. That was really great. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, continuing education, like definitely our jam. And I feel like you know, being a basic trainer is fine, but wanting to, right. to learn more and just more for yourself and more for your, your clients. Every Absolutely. client is different and a client can be like, okay, I have this injury or this medical history. And you, sometimes I hear these new things. I'm like, I've never heard of this disease. I've never heard of this condition. Right. So like I'm at home, like literally Googling, I'm like, what is up with this? And like, is this, how can, can I be a proper trainer for you? And if I can't, right. then I'm going to refer you out. Right. And I think that curiosity and just like that drive to like, I want to know, I want to know, which I'm, I'm very big on and you're very big on. And you know why I give so much respect to people like you is that like that curiosity is what keeps you being a good trainer. And like, we're always looking what, what's next for our, for our clients. And that's super, super important. So you want to tell us a little bit what got even got you into training? I know you mentioned you were like a, were you a cheerleader? Oh yeah, girl. I was a cheerleader. That's why you have such a bubbly personality. Yeah. yeah people are always like, why are you so happy? Like, how are you always so happy? I'm like, honestly, cause like life is good. And like, yes, yeah, some right. shit is like, it sucks, but right. you know, just be happy. And um, I can always talk about like the positive thinking and the neutral thinking. I just don't like to do negative because yeah. our body can feel that. For sure. It does. Yeah. And I know that myself. So so in high school, I was physically active my entire life. I was cheerleading. I was dancing. I was playing volleyball and I, and I was playing it like CYO. I was doing travel team. And then I was kickboxing. And then at that time I was offered, I know it was wild. I didn't <laughs> care for school. I cared more about my activities and everything right. that I was doing was competitive. And I remember my, what was it? My elementary school asked me to be a coach for the CYO volleyball team with one of my friends. And I was like, yeah, you know, yeah, I'll do it. And honestly, I loved coaching. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. you know, this felt so right for me. And I just never thought about it again. So I get to college. I'm a college cheerleader and I was a captain my sophomore year. And obviously cheerleading was life. And, <laughs> and that's all I thought about was just working out and just staying fit. So um, I left that school and I was went to Queens college and I was a college dancer. And I was like, you know what, honestly, there's no way that I can stay in school without being active. There was no way that my brain could have functioned. So I get to school and I, my dream was to become a physical therapist and I have my bachelor's in, uh, nutrition and exercise sciences. I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a PT and I'm going to take all these like pre-med classes. And I would, I remember crying every day because it sucked so badly. It did suck. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> like it PTSD from physics, organic chem, like all that mm-hmm. stuff. And, um, I didn't get into PT school and like my world just shut down. I was like, well, that was my dream. Like what else was I supposed right. to do? You know, I, I feel for these college kids because 
we're always in this route or this route or whatever, how you, however you guys want to say it of like, yeah, this is my dream. I'm going to do this, 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 and I'm going to get married at 24 and have kids at 26. LOL, sick joke. And, (laughs) and everything just didn't line up the way that I planned. So I have, you know, I was really depressed and that's something that's not who I am. And I was like, you know what, let me just become a trainer for right now. I'll save some money for PT school. And I, my first gig was New York sports club and I ended up falling in love with it. Like getting the results from clients, just hearing them, like you changed my life. I was like, why would I want to become a physical therapist? If this feels 10 times better. Right. And just listening to your personality, like your motivation, it seems like much more of you than being a physical therapist. Yeah, completely. And it's, and it's funny because, um, as a corrective exercise specialist right now, I was able to bridge the gap of like PT and personal training and becoming a trainer. And that was, that's kind of like what my dream was. So I had this background of, of physical therapy and that I learned from really great people and I transferred it into my training and how I train my clients. So a lot of rehab stuff, cause I think that's really important, mm-hmm. but, um, I created my program move better to bridge that gap of people who were going to PT and like, where would they go after they need a trainer and some trainers yeah. aren't specialized in that. So I wanted to be that person from PT. I'm like, come, come train with me. I got you. Absolutely. And it is such an important part in the fitness field to be able to bridge that gap between, you know, I just came off an injury or a surgery and I want to go back into either whether it's classes or training or lifting And, you know, I've had good PTs and athletic trainers who've taken me through that, but you don't necessarily get that in traditional PT. So can you tell us a little bit about what corrective exercise is and in your practice, what that is? Yeah. So for corrective exercise, it can be, you know, again, coming out of an injury or coming from PT and just figuring out, okay, you have these muscle imbalances and we want to decrease risk of injury. So we need to be able to create a plan, figure out which muscles are overactive, underactive, how can we combine and inhibit the muscles and lengthen? So um, the goal for corrective exercises, let's say you are squatting and you're shifting to one side or your back is arching and you don't know why you're suffering from low back pain and you just continue Mm -hmm. to go over and over again. You keep doing your squats, you keep doing your deadlifts and you're like, my back is done and I don't know why. So uh, for me to come in there and analyze and do a screening is to better understand your body like, okay, This is what we're going to do. We have to lengthen this part. We need to strengthen this side of your body. So um, just really focusing on analyzing the body and then coming up with um, a purposeful plan. Right. And even though you said like, oh, I had these dreams and plans of becoming a physical therapist, like not necessarily like maybe you didn't go and get the label, but you're doing the work that you wanted to do. And it's such a way that is really helpful. And, you know, you talk about, I, I dealt with years of like, when I, you know, when I was first becoming a trainer, um, and first really getting into lifting years of like, why does my lower back hurt? Why does my lower back hurt? And it really didn't, I really like, didn't dawn on me until like, I, you know, I injured myself enough that I went to physical therapy and I was working, you know, with trainers that like, oh, this is why you need to, you know, strengthen your glute, your, your glute medius and, and, you know, your core. And so, really corrective exercise has done so much for me that like, it's so valuable versus the sweating and the, you know, increased heart rate and the jumping Mm -hmm. that so many people, you know, and what is really marketed in fitness and it's so valuable. Um, and I really love that you provide so much education and now even have like a whole program 
about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Completely. And it's, and it's, funny that you say education, because that's exactly what I do. So I market my program move better. It's like, yes, it's corrective exercise. And yes, if you do want to lose weight, but you have like low back pain, let's address the low back pain. And then the weight loss is going to start to happen. But once you're in the program, like we have our weekly zoom calls, I'm literally educating them. I'll tell them like the difference between sore muscles and non-sore muscles. Yesterday we were talking about strength training versus cardio and just like giving as much information as I can to my members, just so they can walk away from the program and be like, wow, I changed my body. I feel good. I have decreased pain and I learned a shit ton of stuff from this program. And that's always been my goal with move better. Right. right. That's always, you know, education is so powerful and this giving people the tools to grow and become stronger. And a lot of times we look at like strength training as like, you know, I need to lift the heaviest thing possible. And I used to so be that person. Like me too. Me too. Chasing, chasing like a 200 and something pound deadlift and a yep. squat. And then like, then I couldn't walk for like a week and then I would blow out my back and I would be like, why am I doing this? Like, yeah. why am I doing this? And yeah. you know, we don't need to lift the heaviest things in the world in order to be strong. And now just being, even being like, I'm in my thirties now, just, it's, I just so much value, just like respecting my body and, you know, honoring its limitations and when I can push and when I can't. And I think that that's just, it's really, I love to see the fitness industry. And what I love is, you know, you have such a big following and, you know, such big passion for what you do. And it's great to see someone in, you know, in your light, really provide the education that like, oh, this is a great way to train. So can you tell us a little bit about, you start to tell us about Move Better, but can you tell us a little bit more about what, what the whole program is, what it entails? Yeah. So pro, uh, programming for our Move Better, you get three strength workouts. So keep like everything is strength based and then you'll get a little teaser at the end. So sometimes I'll put it in a little hip portion just to get the heart rate up, just, you know, a metabolic meltdown and we really focus on posture. Posture is super important, especially all of us have been at home. We've been rounding our spine, right. you know, and then we're also, a lot of people are suffering from low back pain. So working on our glutes, like working that posterior change, um, such a, a spot that people don't really focus on, you know, for us, that's what we do as trainers. We're like right. posterior chain because we're so anteriorly or dominate, uh, dominant. So for like the normal person, you know, their entire backside is just so weak. So that's definitely one of my goals. Um, we also focus a lot on core strengthening, no crunches. We really focus on stabilizing and working from the core yes. inside out instead of the outside in. Just, in, uh, you know, I always say like, yes, the abs look good. Like the muscles look great. You know, the everything outside is wonderful, but what's going on inside is, are your, is your core actually strong? Can you hold yourself in a plank without like sinking into your hips and, and then rising up from your shoulders and feeling it into your traps? So properly feeling the muscles and doing the exercise properly is like, I'm a stickler for. Me too. And I love like most of my, like my workouts for the most part for the week, it's like, two really slow strength days, one like mo big mobility. I, you know, I throw in mobility into everything, one big mobility day. And then like maybe like one or two, one cardio and then like a hit. But I love the slow controlled because without it, like, can I really go into a hit training session and move fast when I don't understand what muscles my body is using? Yeah. You know, and you mentioned, you know, posterior chains. So that backside, there was a post, I don't know, I follow a bunch of fitness accounts, but it talked about like, you know, the anterior is like what most people want to focus on because it's like, that's the only thing they muscle, see, right. That's all yeah. you see. Like I see the anterior, but like your posterior, your backside is like your power. 
that's your big mm-hmm. powerhouse. And so when I'm trying to, you know, especially coach people with swings, like you want to be using that. Yes. It's such an amazing posterior chain exercise, a kettlebell yeah. swing or a dumbbell swing, because you're really lighting up and working that power of that backside. Yeah. Which I, I love everyone knows. Yeah. I love <laughs> I love, no, I, I agree. I love a kettlebell swing and I love that it provides power. And I think people forget that like, you know, power in our hips is really important. Our hips are, are really strong. Our glutes are like one of our mm-hmm. biggest muscles on our body and to be able to, to strengthen it and um, work it is really important. I only say our glutes are the most powerful thing. And um, right. it's best if we can train it. And, you know, it's the way we move, the way we function. Our glutes are really important. Right. And it doesn't, it does help that, people like to build booties, right? So, oh, uh, my hands um, raised up. Yeah. <laughs> so it's fine. I, it's fine. People want to build booties. I'll, I'll ride on that just so we can get some good glute work in there. Yes. And you know, I would say like you're, it's part of your, it's part of your core. It's part of your center, your power, your powerhouse. Yeah. Um, and so how do you help people like translate this kind of, this kind of work into real life? I know you had posted something about like, you know, posture and sitting up, but how do you translate that to help people see how that can really impact their lives? Yeah. So I did post something about uh, posture and it's funny. I just got reposted about it and it's, it could be our daily activity and it's wild because our daily activities can really um, translate into the way we train and the way we feel. So if we're waiting online and did a video, like, are you slouching over? Are you sitting, mm-hmm. are you constantly sitting to one hip or are you arching your back? That's just like one simple, simple thing. Or, or another thing, like as a mom and you take your kid and you're picking your kid up and you're placing the kid over the crib, what are you doing? You're doing a hinge motion. So be translating that hinge into a, a deadlift, making sure that's strong instead of rounding your spine, you're feeling it in your mm-hmm. low back. Um, you know, simply squatting down to grab something. Are you like rounding your spine or doing like the toe touch kind of thing with like a deadlift? I really call it like the toe touch roundover. You know, mm-hmm. our daily activities really translate into the way we train. And the way we train is really important because we want to strengthen everything. A lot of people always say, I pulled out my back because I, I went down to tie my shoe. I'm like, well, that's wrong. You did not pull your back from pulling uh, from tying your shoe. You pulled your back out because all of your bad patterns and bad habits led up to this final moment of like, this is your, your capacity. You already hit that capacity that your low back can hit. And that was it. You can't just blame, you know, the deadlift is what, what really hit me. No, it's because Mm -hmm. of bad form. So telling my members and everyone who hops on to move better is like, okay, let's, let me hear your injury. Okay. Let me be clear. You did not get hurt because of that. It's because of all the bad patterns that have built up. Right. And that's so true. Like you said, it wasn't, it's not tying my shoe. Like when I hurt my back, it wasn't that deadlift. It wasn't that. And so that's why I always try to get people, you know, I've had a lot of clients who are afraid to lift weights again because they had an injury. I'm like, okay, so what we need to do is like, you know, I was looking at it as like, you know, building a house, we need to go back. And sometimes it's, it's hard to go back. Right. Yeah. But what we have to go back to foundations and then build up from there. And you have to understand and you have to understand like, how your body moves and understand feeling, feeling your muscles, like feeling like, okay, Mm -hmm. like in a deadlift, like, where do I want One of my favorite questions to ask clients is like, okay, where do you feel this? Let's do a couple reps. Where do you feel? And they're like, here, I'm like, okay, we got to figure out how to make you feel it here because you're not, that the goal is I want your glutes and your hamstrings. I don't want you to feel so much in your quads. Yeah. Right. And so that's super, super important to just kind of, you know, work with someone like you that is super knowledgeable. Like this is your niche. This is your, 
this is your life. This is, you know, everything you've worked for and that work with someone like you and in this kind of a program to really learn how to use your body. Cause, Mm -hmm. um, I forgot who it was. I don't know. I went to some certification and they were talking about like, you have to know how to use your meat wagon. They were like referring to your body as like a a (laughs) meat wagon, which is really funny. Cause, um, one of the girls I work with, she like sent me a picture. She sent me a video of like a cadaver muscle, like moving. She's like, oh my gosh, this looks like steak. I'm like, yeah, it looks like steak. Oh my God. <laughs> like so the, that's the meat wagon. So that's the meat wagon. The muscles are the meat wagon. You guys can go and look up just like a cadaver muscle moving and you will see that it does look like steak. I still eat steak after watching that. It does not bother me. <laughs> yeah. um, I hope it doesn't bother you so yeah that's funny right so because this podcast is called strengthen I want to ask you my big question is what does being strong mean to you I think being strong means to me is oh so this is a really great question all right so mentally strong I always think that you know the muscles is awesome like I train like, you know, five, six days a week. And I think being strong and to be able to move functionally and moving better is really important, but also to be mentally strong. I think, uh, especially during COVID, it really tests everyone's mental state and, um, a lot of, a lot of shifting and trans, uh, transferring of life. Like a lot of things are happening and just to be mentally strong for yourself, I think is way more important than being physically strong. I think it translates, um, mentally into your body. So I always say, if you're not healthy in your head, your body, your insides are not going to be healthy as well. For sure. For sure. And you kind of like over COVID, like all of us in some capacity in this industry and pretty much all industries, not just fitness, but you like really used COVID as a way to just like re like you totally came up with a brand new program. You launched an app. Yeah. Yeah. So where, it's where crazy. were you, yeah. Where were you working pre COVID? What were some of the places you were? So pre COVID I was at fit house. I was teaching hit classes right. and then I was at performance house. I was teaching their uh, class element. And then I was also That's that right. trainer who was working in the city in Queens, in long Island. I was doing the whole shindig. I was everywhere. And then at the time I was actually going to open up a gym in long Island. And oh, wow. I know yeah. So it was supposed to open March 13th and thank God we don't have it anymore. We pulled out and no more gym, no more stress about it. If we were, if we still had that gym, we would be, we would be very upset that we have a gym. I know there were some people who opened up businesses. I'm like, I cannot even imagine. Yeah. Imagine. Well, I think March 13th is actually when we closed this gym where, you know, my gym, we actually closed on March 13th before the city or the state closed everything down. We we closed like a week earlier. Um, but it's so crazy. So you were working in the city, you know, at performing. So, you know, you talked about like, you know, being mentally strong, you know, and it seems, (coughs) excuse me, this sinus infection is just (laughs) something else on me. Um, but you know, you see (laughs) that your, you know, your life experience, like you talked about, like, you wanted to go to PT school and you didn't get in and it crushed you. And just like being an athlete, you know, being competitive and you build so much, like, I always talk about like stress resilience and just, it really just makes you mental toughness really is what it is. makes you mentally tough that like you really had something stressful happen. We all did. And you kind of thrive through it, which was, which is amazing. Yeah, I um, definitely use this time to really thrive instead of feeling bad for myself. I think 
what mentally strong for me, I give myself at least 30 seconds to a minute. If I need to have a breakdown, I will have it. I will do my 30 seconds a minute. And I'm like, I got to get out of it. There is no time to cry. No one feels bad for you. There is no excuse. Right. Other people are experiencing the same thing as you. You have to, you have to rise above if you want to survive. So I went in full survival mode. It's just like, okay, I have these really big plans. Like I want to get married. I want to get a house. How the hell am I going to do this? I, I'm not going to sit back and just let life pass me by. I'm actually going to let me change people's lives. This is a time for me, for my business to really thrive. Right. And, you know, thank the universe. Like we were able to, to do that. Not everyone, you know, not everyone is capable. And I think it's just so amazing how I really think that, you know, fitness really, and just being, you know, physically strong, um, does translate like you were talking about before it does translate to being mentally strong and your, you know, your mental health status does really translate to like you, you mentioned like your whole body, it affects stress affects your body in so many ways and fighting stress is, is hard. And, you know, having a, you know, good mentality, you know, if you're lucky or having a good support system is super, super yeah. important. Yeah. Support system is everything, especially during this time. Right. It's crazy. So what, what makes you feel strong? What are some things that you do to motivate yourself? I know sometimes like for me as a trainer, it's like, I have to, I have to work out. Like I just trained so <laughs> many people and I just taught, I literally yesterday was like, I taught classes. I was been up since like five thirty in the morning training people. I do really want to work out, but like, what's going to motivate me to work out? I put on a podcast and that just motivated me to go for a wow. run. <laughs> yeah, no, I never listened to podcasts while I'm running, but I did. And so I'm happy I did because it was a good one. But yeah. what, so what motivates you? What makes you feel strong? I think what motivates me is just, it, this is a lifestyle. I don't even think twice about it, honestly. Right. Um, I just know it's a part of my schedule and I like, look, I have everything at home. There's no excuse for me to not move. Even if it's 30 minutes, 30 minutes is better than nothing. I think, you know, right now I have a lot um, physically that I need to work on um, because of like, whatever, we gained weight during COVID and I'm just trying to get my body back mm -hmm. and I have photo shoots and that I want to make sure I look good for those photo shoots. And that's like the, the exterior motivation, but the internal internal motivation is that like, I have no excuse. This is my life. I'm a trainer. Like people look up to me and I want to be, I want to set a good example. Right. For sure. So you, I forgot that you do, you do modeling too. Yeah. So it's, how, uh, long have, how long have you been doing that for? For three You're a great years, model, by the way. Three or years. am I? I don't really feel yes. that great, but why? <laughs> I don't know. It just it's it's strange. Like I'll tell you guys an example. Three years ago, I got signed on to State Management, and um, State Management is like an awesome agency, and I'm right. really grateful for it. And um, I just started on their fitness board, and this was just the beginning. And I never modeled before. That was definitely one of my dreams that I wanted to do. And I get to an Adidas casting, and I. Was I was like so timid. I was like, I have no idea what I'm getting myself into. What are they going to ask? Like, do I look good? Like, is my outfit okay? I'm asking myself all these questions and I walk up the stairs and this really tall model looks down at me. She's like, you're here for the casting. I was like, yeah. I was like, are you? She was like, yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Like, why are you looking at me? Like, why am I here? I was like, if anything, I'm probably the most athletic one here for this casting. So that already turned me off. And I was like, is this what life is going to be like with these models? And um, 
I booked the job and I didn't see Good that girl you. at the job. So I was like, <laughs> I, I was, it was kind of like my middle finger at this girl. Like, why are you right. doubting me? Because I'm shorter. I'm not a tall model. I'm short. And um, I always felt a little insecure because I'm not the tallest girl. I'm not the thinnest girl. I'm, you know, I'm really athletic based. I've actually gone to castings and they're like, you're too short. You, I gotta, I gotta go. I would cancel my entire day just, just to show up to this casting. So some parts really suck. Some parts are really awesome when you book the job and you get right. to work with some really cool people. That's awesome. Right. Yeah. And it's like, but what I love is like, you know, typical models are like, you know, we look at them at being tall or, or whatever, but I've, I like that there's different body types and different looks of people. And it's not like the typical yeah. thing in, and you see it so much more now in, um, especially in fitness, like all body types. I see it. And like, yeah. I was talking about it, like Fabletics does a good job at that. Lululemon's been doing a good job. You know, Nike, I've been seeing these big brands just, just showcase all different body sizes because hello, like majority of women are not these tall, thin girls. We're not like majority, no. like people, everyone listening here, like we all have different bodies. We all look so different. And I think people want to now more so like see models with like bodies that they can, they can attain or they, exactly. they, look like and they identify with. Exactly. So like when I go shopping, like online shopping, I like look at the model. I'm like, it looks amazing on her. I get it. I get it shipped to my house. I'm like, I don't look anything like the girl right. online. I got to return this. Right. Because there's, there's some websites and I, I, I don't want to put any business down, but there's some websites that will only feature a certain body type or a yes. certain look. But like the brands that I mentioned, like when I go and look at their website, I'm like, oh, they got girls with big boobs and little boobs and big butts and little butts and, yeah. you know, abs. And then people with, you know, larger stomachs. And it just shows that like, okay, anyone A can wear fitness clothes and B anyone, yes. you know, that you can, you can wear this stuff. And this is what it might look like on your body type. So I think that's really, that's really good. And, you know, you talked about that experience, like someone looking down on you and then like, you got the job. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm like, so, yeah, <laughs> because your body wasn't, wasn't like theirs. But I think that the fitness industry in general is, is, um, is really moving in a different place where things like work, like what you're doing is really being more showcased, like different body types are really being more showcased. And, you know, this overall push towards like, it doesn't need to be like, my goal for like anyone who comes into my classes or as clients, or even just comes to this podcast or my page or something is to just really educate people about like what good fitness advice is, what new good nutrition advice is, and that it doesn't need to be like, I know like it's not really sexy sometimes to talk about being like, <laughs> we need to strengthen your glute medius. <laughs> like we need to, you know, we need to strengthen and we need to, you know, mobilize your thoracic spine. Like that's not super sexy. What's super yeah. sexy is like ab burn, fat burn, you know, yes. that is, that is sexy. People like love that stuff is what sells, but I'm hoping that people like you, people like I, people like, you know, like Diana in this industry really start to become more popular. Like I know even people like Lacey and on um, Instagram, yeah. like she really promotes, um, you know, solid, good fitness advice. And yeah. I think it's, it's a good push to see people, you know, with big followings and leaders in this industry talk about real fitness. So I, I yeah. love it. 
but keep and doing what you're I, doing. Thank you. So I'm going to tell you, tell you guys like something crazy. So I've, I have a business coach. I've had her for a while. I don't have her right now, but yeah. you know, when I was promoting for move better, you know, I had the trainer in me, I would talk about like the science and like, yes, about your glute medius and we got to work on that. Like your T-spine might be tight and all this stuff. And I wasn't attracting my ideal client. I was attracting mm-hmm. trainers because trainers only understood our language. It's, it's, it's another language. Yeah. So I was like, last round, I was like, I'm going to dumb it down. I'm going to mm-hmm. talk about it like the most simple, simplest way that I can. And I, I attracted all my ideal clients. So as a trainer, I've learned to, you know, I have, I can talk as a trainer to my trainer friends. And then when I talk to like an average person who is just getting into fitness and doesn't understand the body is that, okay, I really do have to bring it down a few notches to first attract them and let them understand. And then once they're in the program, that's when I educate them. This is when I totally get to nerd out and and tell them everything. Right. Right. Like here's my nerdy side. Like I, it's funny because I have to like watch myself too, because I, really, I get really nerdy and I'll be like, I'll say warning, I'm about to get really nerdy and then have to really rein it back in a little bit, but explain it in a way. So like explain in a way, why is it important to strengthen this? Why is it important to be able to reach your arm up overhead and have, you know, full mobility in your shoulders and being able to like do a nice big rotation in your shoulders? Like, why is that important? How is that going to make your life better? Right? Yeah, it's like exactly. and all we want to do is make people's lives better, you know, by, by showing them that this stuff is, is the real deal. And you mentioned yeah. like, even if you do want to lose weight, like if that's your main goal, great. But like, we can't, we can't go and help you lose weight if your back is hurting. Cause you're not going to want to come back here and you're going to lose yeah. out on all the health benefits. I was, I remember I was listening to a podcast. I don't remember who said it, but they were like, you know, don't make weight loss your goal. Like, pick other, and I always say weight loss is not a behavior. So when we're looking at goals, like what, Mm -hmm. what could be some other goals that are things that you can do? So maybe your goal could be like, I can deadlift. I can get through an entire workout without having any pain in my lower back. I can get through an entire workout, you know, with, you know, using a heavier kettlebell or using a heavier set of dumbbells. Really. My thing is like, let's get through workout with no pain. Like that was my biggest, my biggest goal was like, let's get through workout and have no pain. That's a good idea. Yeah. That's, that's the goal. And, um, it's funny because people will say, I want to lose weight, but then they have low back pain and on their minds, like weight loss, weight loss, weight loss. But what the hell's going on in the backside? Like what's happening on with your back. And I always say, if you don't address what's happening in your low back, then you get injured and guess what? You ended up gaining your weight again. So all that hard work and all that pain was for nothing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if we can just reel it in, address the the situation, like, okay, let's strengthen your glutes. Let's fix on your, fix your low back. Let's go ahead and strengthen your core. And then the weight loss can start to happen. You're actually going to feel better when you move. Right. Right. And like, and you know, in my practice, I'm, I'm very, my, my focus is like your health first. And part of that is like not being in pain when you're exercising and being mm-hmm. able to, you know, progress through exercise and fitness in a way that's like respecting your body. And also like, if we're working out through pain, it's not really, I I've been there before and everyone knows like my struggles, but like, I used to work out and just like work through pain. Like I'd be yeah. like in pain. And like, every time I would squat, I would feel pain in my hips and I would just keep doing it. And I'm like, pain is a signal that there's something, yeah, pain is a signal that there's something not right. So why don't we back up and address this? And like, even if like your goal is not to lose weight and like, you probably aren't going to gain weight by dialing it back and just taking care of yourself. 
exactly doing the right thing and doing the right thing. So it's very, it's really important. So I really, you know, love the work that you're doing in this field. Um, Is there any other, anything else that you want to share with us about your program, about you, about where we can find you? Yeah, so um, I'm currently enrolling, but we're closing it out very soon for Move Better, but you guys can catch me in 2021. We're going to start the Ooh. new year way better. 2020 was like a little, is a, was a, was a little it weird, was, but um, like yeah, you guys alarm. can- 2020 was a A complete alarm. false alarm. Yeah, 2020 was a bust. Um, so you guys can find me on Instagram at training underscore with underscore T. And you guys can find me on all your app stores for training with T. So you can come work out with me on my fitness app. And then uh, my website trainingwitht.com. So I'd love, love, love to connect with you guys. I know um, some of these podcasts are so awesome because I get messages and they're like, I just listened to this podcast and I just wanted, I wanted to tell you it was so good. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is so great. I know. I do that to people though. I'm like, I, cause I listened to like a podcast yesterday. I like listened to it and I went message. I'm like, I loved your podcast. And then I love, I'm like, who is this girl? But that's great. Like I get yeah. messages. I'm like, who is that? I'm like, I don't care. You're my friend now. <laughs> like <laughs> it's good to meet new people. And what I love about these conversations is like, I say it all the time. Like I love just like getting to know you and getting to know more about your background and like I didn't know that you were like a dancer and that I knew you were, well, I learned last week that you were a cheerleader when we did our mobility class, but I didn't know you were, you know, in volleyball, kickboxing. I didn't know you were like so competitive. Well, a lot of people are. And then there's some people that totally come into fitness, like having never done any sports before and like, yeah, are just finding exercise in their adult life, which is pretty cool. It's like never too, it's never too late. Like yeah. there's some people that come to my class and they're like, I've never worked out in my life. Actually, I remember now I was, I worked in New York sports club. And I had, I worked, it was like in Greenwich, Connecticut and they had like a silver sneakers program. So, oh my God, silver my, sneakers. A lot of my, a lot of my clients were like in geriatric population. And I had a woman in like her eighties and she was like, I've never really worked out before. I've only walked. She goes, but you know, there's this silver sneakers program. And so then I started training her and she had never worked out before in her life. And it was just like, it was amazing. Like yeah. it was so cool that like at any stage in your life, you can just try something new, whether it's exercise or you want to pick up a new skill or a new craft. It's like, it's never too late in life just to make, enhance your life and make it better, which is all we yeah, want to do. It's so true. Which is exactly what we do. And you know what? I think it's so great of these senior citizens, the silver sneakers. I've actually had a few also back in New York sports club. And it was the best feeling when they were like, I can actually get up from the garden because of you. Like I wasn't able to get up. Like those little wins mean everything. I'm like, gosh, like we take advantage of us just going down from the floor and up. Right. Right. Like we can, it's so funny though, because when you're gardening and you're on your knees, it is very hard to get back up. Even, (laughs) even being young, you're like, oh, I've been in this position for so long. So I can't even imagine being, you know, at a much older age, just trying to get up off the floor down and gardening. It's like, even just being on the floor with kids. So it's so, it's so amazing the work that you do. And I, it's so great that you, to see that you really help people and just help people. It's a perfect name, move better, you know, just move yeah. better. That's really move better and feel better. Yes. Right. For exactly. sure. So I, I always call you T and now I'm calling you Tatiana. So <laughs> like T. Either one either is one. fine. Either one. Yeah. Or sometimes I, I will, I will admit, sometimes I just call you training with T. I'm like, oh, ah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Either or like totally fine. My, like my friend Maria, I just call her Mercat because that's her Instagram name. So I just call people by their Instagram names now. 
Die Falzerano. <laughs> like I just call people yeah. by their Instagram. Oh my god, Diana! Thing. I I was like, couldn't stop calling her Faustastic. Oh, that was her that used to be her name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so so funny well thank you so much for coming on it's always appreciated to have these conversations and taking your trainer nap time to to do this podcast thank you so much thank you gabby i think one of my favorite parts of this conversation was really you know just talking about how we help clients in terms of like their function of everyday life and you know, when people are able to get up off the floor and not be in pain and people are able to do life things, like it's super cool to work with athletes. It's super cool to work with people who can function. But what I love most about the work that I do is, you know, people that say, you know, I can climb the stairs now or I can pick up my child. My back doesn't hurt. I can go grocery shopping and things don't hurt. My shoulder doesn't hurt anymore. Um, I feel super strong. I feel, you know, powerful. I feel empowered. That's why I love the work I do. And so with that, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. If you have any questions, anything that you want to hear answered, any specific topics you want to hear me go over in this podcast, I am here for you. So please reach out to me at Nutrition by Gabby on Instagram. You can also shoot me an email at nutritionbygabby at gmail.com. Again, it means so much to me that you take your time and energy to listen to this podcast. If you like what you're hearing, please hop on to iTunes and leave me a review. It would mean the world to me. Until next week, guys, stay strong.